The political developments during the Civil War. There was a great political impact of war um, in overview. There was a general centralization of power under the Bolsheviks. And uh, the use of authoritarianism became more evident, especially with the use of terror. And there was also instilled upon the Bolsheviks and the military a tradition of toughness and militarization. In terms of centralization, power moved from this uh, central executive committee to Bolshevik subcommittees. Um, these were established as the Politburo, which managed political affairs, the Org Bureau, which managed uh, kind of organizational affairs, and the Secretariat, which was like the civil service. The regime had now um, transitioned from this facade of uh, kind of governmental institutions, which were in reality controlled by the Bolsheviks, to simple dictatorship of of the Bolshevik party. Um, Sverdlov, who was the chairman of the CEC um, and the secretary of the Bolshevik Central Committee, he ensured the Congress was not a hindrance to the party, and he also manipulated votes um, and kept debate to a minimum in the CEC. So this allowed these new Bolshevik institutions to take um, increased power. Uh, the Politburo was um, probably the most important one. It included Trotsky, Lenin, Stalin, um, and these top figures within the Bolshevik party. And they had complete authority to make decisions without the CEC. In terms of authoritarianism, Lenin needed to guarantee the stability of Bolshevik rule. Uh, despite, they, they really didn't have that much power outside the urban centres, and this civil war was a major way that they could establish further power. Um, the Red Army allowed authoritarianism to be re-implemented, um, and there was a general reliance on rule by decree and force. Um, the idea of democratic centralism uh, was also kind of more firmly established um, and again, the idea, it's the doctrine where decisions from the party should be followed by every member. So this kind of top-down formulation of ideas. And um, there was also another political class created, the nomenclatura, who were kind of political bureaucrats that thrived during the Civil War. Um, and this use of authoritarianism also led to a general increased use of terror. Uh, the terror was conducted by the Cheka and the Red Army. Um, and again, in, nine, in November 1917, the Cheka was created under Felix Dzinski. Um, but its kind of power increased in this um, era. It, it was designed to... It, it was charged with destroying the internal or external enemies of the state rather than just preventing counter-revolution and sabotage. Um, so they started to monitor the press, strikers, saboteurs, um, and sub subversives. So they were really gaining more comprehensive control of the population and not just kind of the political elite that they'd initially arrested. Um, but there was kind of this defining characteristic of Leninism, um, Marxism, and it was this assertion of ideological supremacy. And so really, the use of terror could be considered a response to problems facing the Bolshevik party at this time. Um, it's perhaps perhaps not part of the um, Leninist kind of Bolshevik um, ideology to use terror, but it was more of a pragmatic response to their um, little position of power. 
However, this is also debated, um, and other historians consider um, terror to be a more fundamental part of the Bolshevik ideology, and this is why they started to increase, increase its use among the time when their power also started to increase. So their ideology, the, uh, their ideology was becoming kind of more implemented into their political um, life. Um, and so ultimately, with terror, they used the checker to the, to secure the position of the Bolsheviks, and this is also in this time referred to as the Red Terror. Although there was also white white terror, but this is kind of overlooked in light of the Red Terror. The Red Army also was a major part of the terror, and they assisted the checker. Um, and a hundred thousand men by the end of nineteen eighteen was Lenin's goal for the Red Army. And in May, they, May 1918, they introduced conscription for all males aged 18 to 40. And to maintain loyalty, Lenin introduced political commissars known as Politruk, who were basically the wing of the Bolshevik party, which would be attached to um, Red Army units, essentially. And so they were there to supervise um, conduct and the performance of the Red Army units, and they had also had absolute power to supervise military operations and discipline. Trotsky was appointed their commissar for military and naval affairs. Um, and one major part of the kind of the ideological indoctrination with the Red Army was the setting up of these uh, propaganda trains, which would which were done by the Red Army's minister of propaganda. Uh, Kaganovich, uh, and he set up these propaganda trains which would go around the country and utilised uh, lots of kind of pictures, imagery, as a lot of people were illiterate, and this was the way they spread a lot of propaganda. But this was done via the Red Army's propaganda wing. All soldiers also swore an oath to the Communist Party, and they eventually got to 150,000 troops in the Civil War. In terms of the idea of communism, the Russian Federated, the RFSFR was a kind of blend of Marxist ideals, communist theories, and Lenin's will. And they demanded absolute loyalty, so this idea of democratic centralism was central to the party. But in terms of Karl Marx's communist state, this kind of uh, classless utopia, the dictatorship of the proletariat, this was ne- this never was fully was realized really in any sense um this th- what what instead emerged was leninism and it was this kind of use of the checker use of the red army to to ensure the longevity of the party and to up- uphold this kind of professional revolution so to enter this political developments the civil war ended in 1920